0: Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. and welcome to the RPG show is the show we rate review and talk about RPGs my name is Brent I'm your host and with me today I have a guy my trusty sidekick if you will that's right I demoted him and that is Nick why does everybody have so much hair Gantner what's happening brother
1: um it's it going? All right. I guess it's
0: gone. <laughs> um, well, before anybody asks, this is the show. We're just going to go ahead and throw it on out there. Um, Glenn will no longer be a part of this or the RPG show presents. He just had, uh, he was scheduled was building up, building up, and he just did not have the time to keep up with this the way he wanted to. So we wish him well. And me and Nick will carry on the banner. You'll have to wait and see how we, uh, Move things around on the tabletop show when that episode gets to you. I don't know when it's getting to you. It'll probably be a while. But um yeah, we'll be alright. We just go keep moving. Ain't that right? Yep. Alright. So today. That's right, it's review show time. That's right. Alright, and today we're talking about Legend of Mana. Released on the PlayStation 1999. It's an action role playing game from my fave, Square. Now my not-fave, Square Enix. But, um... It is the fourth game in the Mana series. Interestingly enough... Now, this is something I did not know going into this. That, <clears throat> first off, I didn't even know... I thought it was a second in a series. Because all I knew was Secret of Mana and Legend of Mana. But, the first one... Seiken Dinitsu... I, I can't say that name. I'm not even... I, I just... Whatever. Um... Was released as Final Fantasy Adventures in North America and Mystic Quest in Europe. So, yeah, it's started as a Final Fantasy game, which most of Square's titles actually did. But um, the second one, of course, released for Super Nintendo. The third one never came to the U.S. And we are playing Numero Four, um, also dubbed, uh, yeah, Legend of Mana course i knew that uh director Kuichi ishii uh producer akitoshi kawaza designer akihiko matsui now this guy right he is responsible for the romancing saga games and uh part of chrono trigger so he's he's actually got quite the uh esteem under his belt as far as and also i believe he also worked on Final Fantasies 4 and 5 too. So that's that's pretty rad. Good for that guy. Um <clears throat> with the music composed by Yoko Shin Morimua. Um now <laughs> I can't say that name. I I am going to just keep some, There you go. That guy. That her. I mean, I saying Nick can okay. say it, I can't. I'm whatever. Um she's known for our, for Street Fighter, Final Fight and Kingdom Hearts games. I want when I first saw the name I thought I thought she had been a part of a game we had already done, and I'm almost positive she has been because that but I couldn't find it, so I'm just gonna let it go um, and here I go down the rabbit hole. I'm looking I just kept looking all right um <laughs> uh,
1: so just
0: what were your initial impressions on this one on this one, Nick?
1: Uh well, I don't remember my initial impressions because I played this I've had this game since I was a kid. Um But playing it again, um I was reminded at how gorgeous and like in-depth they went on the like the hand-drawn backgrounds and everything. Oh yeah, no. Um, for real. And I always appreciated the action RPG aspect of the gameplay a bit. Um, even though the Plot is kind of convoluted and you can miss a lot of it if you don't do things right in like the right order. Um, but yeah, jumping into it, um, it's it grabs you,
0: but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely grabs you and grabs you by the scrotum and keeps on pulling. Uh, this is definitely, um, another game that I wasn't that familiar with when we went to. Um, play it. I'd seen the title before like I'd seen the box Sitting in the game store a lot and it just wasn't something I ever picked up. So um, I don't know It just was gorgeous. That's all I could say about it. it is it's it's a um, it's amazing it's amazing to look at for sure. I have um words to say about the rest of it But uh, yeah for sure. It's definitely good to look at Let's see. Alright, so first as as per the usual, we move right on into to gameplay, don't we? Yeah, we do. Usual. Um, what did what were your thoughts on the gameplay? Because uh, for those who don't know, explain sort of how the game plays to us. Nick.
1: Okay. Do it. Um, so the way the game plays is you have a couple different. Um, I guess I'll use scenes where you've got the overworld, which is. Uh, You place down artifacts on this map. That's where you pick on the map, wherever you want to start it. um, And that's how you add new locales to your game. Um, Then you will go into a locale, and depending on whether it's a town or a dungeon, you'll have um, a couple different ways of progressing through the stages. Like, if it's a town, you'll be greeted by this kind of, like, map of the town that's got different points you can walk into and then when you walk into a point you get to a section of the town and that will have NPCs and buildings and shops and then leave from another point and you walk across, you go back to the map and you walk across the little town path you get and go to another point and so on Uh, whereas the dungeons you're just immediately thrust into the um, area and it's typically how you would expect in a normal game uh, where you just walk from one screen to the next um, and proceed through that way Um, And then you've got combat, which is there's no like screen change, no transition, nothing. It's if you see enemies on the map, you approach them, you're in combat. Um, Pull out a weapon, um, you're able to have two different abilities tied to triangle and O, or circle, I guess. Um, And you can change around, you can like jump, you can block, you can slide, you can whatever. Um, And then you've got like light attack with a cross. A heavy attack with square. And you can kind of combo everything together a little bit. Like, you get some combo. Like, you'll have, like, X square square or XX square. And then, like, you can put triangle or O in it depending on what ability you have there. But it's not really too in-depth or complicated. Um, With R1, R2, L1, and L2, you get access to um, techniques, which are special skills. Um... Or, I think that's where you tie instruments. i never bought instruments, so I can't really...
0: Yeah, the um, L1 and R1 are for techniques, and then L2 and R2 are for like magics, I think. Well, you can put techniques on all buttons. Oh, well, there you go.
1: I only really so have you the can, two. You, yeah, you can put instruments on all buttons, too, so you can mix and match. But I never messed with the instruments because I don't use magic. Because what they do is like they involve you standing still, and then depending on the spell, um, you either target a location on the battlefield or it automatically throws out a target and the longer you hold it down the larger the uh, targeting area is, is going to be but I've never found that they've, they've done that much damage where I'd rather not be just mashing light attack on a monster um, so yeah like every weapon you get there's like I don't know I haven't counted like maybe 10 11 12 weapon types um, and they all have different techniques and kind of stuff like that um, with combat you move really kind of agonizingly slow on the field like you kind of like shuffle across the map to hit things, and it's easy to get like stuck on things. And occasionally, though, will be like um, just part of the map itself like popped in front of the screen, so like mm-hmm. half the screen is obscured by some like tree or some shit, and you can't yeah. maybe, like, see behind it. Yeah. Um. But um, and like actually attacking, sometimes it's hard to line up your attack with where the monster is going to be because it's kind of finicky.
0: Yeah, it is. It is essentially um, they took like a. it's 2D, but and it's not at enough of a slant. If you can get what I'm talking about, like you think about old 2D arcade games where the background's on a slant and you can sort of easily tell which lane you're in. If you if you if you know what I'm talking about this one, it feels the the background's too flat. So, it's hard to tell if you are behind or in front of an enemy you're attacking until you miss.
1: And that could just be an adjustment of maybe a millimeter. Like you move a millimeter down and then you're hitting them. And it's. Yeah. It's kind of a pain. But. Uh. That's pretty much it for
0: gameplay, right? Yeah, um, and you, it, you have essentially a three-party system where it's your main character um, and then two AI-controlled assistants. You can also plug in a second controller to for a second player to control the alternate character at the time, um, which most are tuned to storyline, but there's almost always somebody you can go talk to to have them follow you around when you do not have a story person with you. And then you can also fill the third slot with... Um, Pets or monsters and golems, um, both of which have rather in-depth creation breeding sort of things going. There's a lot of um, secondary and tertiary systems in this game that are quite in-depth, but also the game gives you no explanation on really any useful explanation.
1: They kind of give you like the introduction in a encyclopedia.
0: Yeah, they yeah that's that's the you get you get the the primer and then figure it out is basically how it goes and <clears throat> there's a lot you can do with those especially um, especially some of the some of the crafting stuff like there's a lot a lot there um, but at the same time the game doesn't require you to use any of those systems because I'll let Nick explain his play style here in a second but essentially I started the game I picked I picked axes and then I only used axes for the entire game. And I didn't really use that many combos. I had my two techniques. And um, I kind of used a golem for some of it. And then uh, towards the end, I was using the second person. Like I always had somebody with me. But. Um, and I didn't really find that much challenge. Like nothing was really that hard. So um, I'm well aware that if I went into new game plus or hard hardcore mode or whatever you call it um, I would need to step it up but as far as normal mode first playthrough shit I didn't have to really invest that much time into any of those things I did dabble but I didn't to you know to see how in depth those systems were but I didn't need to so um, you were explaining to me Nick you were using some sort of uh, progression system What what did what did you do?
1: All right, so the very first time, the first like every time I played this before, um, I just kind of did whatever. Like I mostly just used knives because they're my favorite weapon. Uh, this time around, I was like, "What can I do to get the most of this experience?" Uh, so I started doing some research, like on stat maxing and like leveling up abilities and techniques and unlocking all that stuff. And um, I didn't dabble in like item crafting or tempering or like golem making or monster breeding because. Uh, from like playing before, it's just a um it's like a nice feature to have, I guess, if you're really into that, but it's not necessary at all and they get I pretty know. convoluted like well,
0: crafting especially, like you can easily make things with two three hundred attack power on them. It's absurd
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like like and of under that system, there's like another system like with hidden card stats and all kinds of shit. like if you put the wrong Like, you can use the same items in a recipe and put them in the wrong order and get completely different results. Yeah. And it's just weird. But um, So I just looked up, um, like, basic stat maxing and went with the one that I felt like I would enjoy the most, which was, like, a mix of sword, axe, uh, staff, and glove. And what that gets you is not necessarily max stats, but um, an even cap where you can put on one accessory with plus 20 to everything and have everything maxed. Okay. Um, so that's what I did. Um, the weapon I found most fun using, uh, which I was forced to use the most, was gloves. It was uh, all about hand-to-hand combat and stuff too. The the thing I liked least was staff because that thing sucked. Um, I hate it. It's like more of a magical based weapon. Like um, when I finished leveling up with that one, I had like my. Uh, magic stat was like ten, fifteen over everything else, and like shit. I don't use magic. This was a waste of time, but that fixed itself. So, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I did. Like, I like you. I dicked around a little bit with stuff. Like, I didn't make a golem because I was like, I don't. I'm not gonna use a golem. I'm not gonna use a pet. It Doesn't matter to me. Um. And you don't really need anything like that unless you start new game. I class. will.
0: I will it's- tell you, a golem spitting out full heal candies is really fun. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good times. It's good times. It can be. So, um, but yeah, and like we said, like the, the gameplay itself is you're sort of on a, uh, pre-rendered background. You go along, you complete enemies, you go, you place new artifacts on the map. It's sort of very nonlinear, um, almost to the game's detriment, but we'll get to that in the story. Um, it's it's pretty basic really um as far as how you play it, so I mean, I enjoyed it. It was unique, and it was uh as far as what we're doing here, and it was um something new, but I don't know, like I'm glad that those um secondary and tertiary systems weren't more um required but at the same time it made me really not want to even try especially since uh, some of that stuff requires so much lucra that I mean I never really had that much money in this game and some of that stuff is a- really expensive so I don't know it just um
1: were you buying stuff all the time? no oh, Okay.
0: I mean not that many monsters drop it so yeah. unless and if, if you're vendoring everything then I'm sure you have plenty but i wasn't like i don't think i've a single thing
1: yeah, cuz you need the vendor like you need that stuff to put into golems and shit
0: yeah so i mean uh and i don't know like uh i don't know it was it was fun but really rudimentary for me like like i said i was able to beat the game with two-handed axe um, cuz early on i completed a mission like really early on way before i probably should have i completed a mission that gave me platinum Um, and I immediately went and made a platinum two handed axe, which has 50 attack power, which is more than the, um, the sword of legend gives you. So, or history or whatever it's called, the one that El Azul gives you. So, and that's, it was enough to get me through the end of the game. Like I never had to make another piece of another weapon. And then the same went for armor. Like I basically got another piece of platinum. I made a platinum body armor and then I made, um, a couple of amulets or whatever and I don't think I changed equipment for 30 levels. So that to me is can be fun, but it gets old real quick when you're not like progressing your character or don't need to, you know? Like I started to get to a point where I was like, "Okay, how many more of these do I have to do before I get to something new?" And that um that can be a detriment to a game. So I mean, do you have anything else to add to to gameplay? I mean, I can't really think of anything else.
1: Um, well, there's that synchro thing where, like, if you are standing next to your allies, you get bonuses depending on what their abilities are. But, like, the setup on that is kind of...
0: Yeah, they move so fucking retardedly, I'm not going to stand next to them.
1: They can also, um, if you, if you and a friend are playing, you can take your save data from one person's console and put it onto another person's and then import your character and play with them that way.
0: Yeah, that's what the house and dominoes for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, there's like there's a lot of really cool systems in this game, and apparently they get r- more use and they're really expanded on in New Game Plus, and that's really cool. But um, as far as just for a regular playthrough, it doesn't do that much for me. Like I I should I don't feel like um, I should be using New Game Plus to use all the features of the game to their extent. You follow me on that? Yeah. Like, um, even though, like, I think I beat the game in 25, 26 hours, like, I shouldn't have to go double down on that time invested just to experience all the nooks and crannies in the game. You know, like, that's uh, no thanks. That's that's not my style. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can understand, especially from a um, dirty C word perspective, that dirty casual. Um, it's, it's not, uh, y'all thought I was going to say cunt, didn't you?
1: I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, it's I think the mana series is targeted more towards casual players anyway.
0: Yeah. And then you throw that new game plus thing on there. I don't know if that's to satisfy like a more hardcore demographic or not. I, I'm not sure, but, um, it is, I don't know as far as gameplay goes. Like I, I w- I was felt. I was left um, wanting, you know, like more, like it could have been more, but at the same time, like I wasn't disappointed, really. Um, How did you feel about the difficulty of the game? Was it was it easy for you? Cause it there was, was no
1: difficulty in this game.
0: Yeah, it was really easy. Like the last boss, I placed the tree right next to home, and yeah, well, That's your mistake? Well, I did that on purpose. Like as soon as I realized what was going on, I'm like, well, I'm going to make the last boss super easy and just leave a fucking space right here. Like, why am I why would I make that harder than it has to be?
1: For the challenge, cuz there was no challenge anywhere else.
0: I I mean, I had one challenging boss early on, and that's because I I had been sort of placing relics wrong and I I was like four or five spaces from home really early on and fought a boss that I hadn't I hadn't really upgraded any of my equipment I still had the iron axe and I still had all this shitty stuff on and he was able to like two or three shot me but I beat him so there's
1: that well there's also if you die you can continue from that fight yeah you can just continue yeah like something a non casual game would not have yeah um which I mean I don't mind because you're wasting all that time if you die and you have to do it all over again Anyway, so it's just a convenient thing.
0: And I don't know if this is more of a story element or a gameplay element, but some of the um, quest objectives were really unclear. And as far as finding new quests, a lot of that was really, really obscure. Um, And I played this game to the best of my ability without having to look up information or uh, consult a guide. I mean, I did once or twice, but I I tried to play as much of it as possible, just with what the game gave me. And some of those quests, like I was essentially just going and talking to everybody that, and it was related to that person until I found out where the fuck I was supposed to do. So, um, I mean, and that's 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 a product of the genre, but I don't feel like I feel like that was a problem that had been resolved by the time this game was released. This is a PlayStation title. Mm-hmm. Um, by that point we realized that people don't like to do that, you know? So I I feel like um, that was a bit of a flaw. But other than that, I mean, I had a good time. Like, I I don't want to make it sound like I fucking hated playing this game. I had a really good time. Like I was able to really easily pace out getting the game done in the amount of time we had. And I never felt like it dragged on until the end when I hadn't really been getting anything other than levels. So
1: that's because like quests can be done in maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Just yeah, that. a lot of them really quick you can so, save and start a new quest and yeah
0: so I mean that's really cool um just finish one quest line to
1: actually beat the game so.
0: yeah no you could, a speed run on this game would probably be dumb fast so uh but so what would you ultimately what would you rate it Nick like
1: the gameplay yeah I give it a three a three
0: all right you were a bit more fair than me I gave it a two um I just it was I do not consider the anything that you have to use a new game plus part of part of the real game. Like it's there, but it's not part of the game as played like you're supposed to, you know, like huh. If you double down on a game to get more out of it, that's 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 flawed design in my opinion.
1: Well the problem is you don't have to be a new game plus to use all that stuff. You can use it in regular But you don't I mean it has no
0: benefit and you actually have to like it makes the game harder to use some of those systems because they require so many resources. You end up farming for resources for something you don't need.
1: Like that is but a you don't have to save it for new game plus though that's what Well what well, I,
0: I follow you, but still I mean it just it was fun. I mean it was a it wasn't it was just, it wasn't there. Like it was, there wasn't enough, enough. There wasn't enough, you know, meat to chew on for me. Um, and I'm the kind of person that's not going to use it unless it feels rewarding. If it doesn't, it did. It does not feel rewarding to spend an hour gathering resources to get a slightly better thing. So, but that's enough on that. We'll move on to story. And out of all the things in the game, this is probably. The worst, the lowest mark, uh, by far. Um, in reality, there's no grand, overarching story. There are I always say three main stories and probably five to six subplots. Mm-hmm. Um, the three main stories are the Jumi quest, the Dragon quest, and the, fuck, Fairy quest. And, um, they all have their their moments and they're all sufficiently cool. But see if you follow me on this train of thought, Nick, what if they had just taken one of those stories and expanded on it? Cause there's obviously a lot of background and lore in this world that we never touch. Um, just taken one of those stories and expanded on it and made that the main story that you get a piece of every third or fourth artifact. Do you think that would have improved the game story?
1: I think so, because what it feels like is playing this game because you have no set order, like, it all depends on mm-hmm. when you put the artifacts down, it was what quests you get, mm-hmm. like, um, you could theoretically, like, put things out of order and get, like, things get misinformation, well, or that like, misinformation, but, like, a character in one part of the game knows something that hasn't happened yet in another yeah. part of the game, and then, like, you get Like, you can get thrown off course with whatever storyline you're trying to follow. Like, with Lark and Sierra, like, you're following there, then you stop for a while, because you want to do another storyline, and then you're like, oh, shit, where was I for this one? I don't remember. Let me consult my quest log. Like, oh, it just says I finished the quest. Okay. Great, what do I do now? Where do I go to continue that quest? Mm -hmm. Like, it would have been better if there was some more linearity thrown into it somehow.
0: Well, I'm just saying, like all they had to do was erase the other two main storylines and just expand on any one of those three, like the Jumi, the Dragon Quest, even the Fairy one, as weird as that one is, and made it the overarching story. And if you got a piece of that story every, th- you know, third or fourth artifact, just by nature, then it would have, it you would have remembered more. Right, because as it stands, there's what five pieces to each of those quests, if that, maybe four,
1: something like that, yeah.
0: And so they're trying to shove this this grant because all those, um, all the, the main three feel very epic in nature. They're very uh, like life altering sort of events taking like world altering events taking place, but they um, they're all condensed into like four or five quests. Maybe you know maybe five or six, but it's not many, and you don't you you're really thrown. They really throw the characters at you, and then they really throw the backstory at you. Like you get what are spoke like it makes each moment and each reveal feel less poignant and less purposed because you don't have any connection there there's no purpose disjointed nature aside just the storytelling ability in those short vignettes is severely sort of um hampered by just the shortness of the mains the main three quests and if you had taken any one of those tripled out their length and and sort of given the pieces more sporadically, then I still think the structure of the game would work. It would just it wouldn't work to perfection, but it would work better because then you do have these characters, so let's say this the Jumi quest, then you would you would I mean it's probably the worst example because of course you're gonna like Pearl and El are very memorable characters, but you would you would it would not feel so confusing when Black Pearl starts to show up. You know what I'm saying? Like you would sort of get more of a, there would be more of a emotional attachment there because they were characters that you had seen already four to six times before even Black Pearl shows up. Yeah, you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's what you mean.
0: So, but I mean, that being said, like I don't want to say that any three of those stories are bad because some, even some of the ter- like the secondary tor- stories being told are actually kinda cool, you know, um... with the exception of Big Nicolo, because he can die. Um... <laughs> you know, some of their stories are really cool, um... and so are the main ones, like... Um... I really enjoyed... I really thought the Jumi story was cool. I really enjoyed the the dragon story, too. Um... The fairy story, less so, but I thought the characters involved were real, real unique. Um... Each of those were really cool. Um... But again they were confusing. Like at any given time in the fairy quest, I really had no idea what was going on. I kinda got that there was like some some chick is a priestess and then she likes some demon guy and I really just had no fucking clue Mm -hmm. really what was supposed to be going on there. And so when that story comes to a close, I haven't I d I I you don't feel anything. You're like, Okay, I'm done. So when like they do the whole bit in the underworld, and it's supposed to be like they have got this real emotional music playing, and they start delivering these like this very sort of like poetic narrative, and just like you don't feel anything,
1: you just feel like a bystander or an observer. Yeah, it just
0: it just feels like okay, that's done. Um, so I mean, and then the Jumi storyline was really cool. I that was one that I really wanted to know more. It's like you were telling you were throwing huge swaths of information at me about a backstory that I don't get to know anything about. And it's just so fast. It's like, this is really cool, but I just want to know more. Like, and um, same goes for the dragon quest. I'm like, this oh man, I love dragons. Especially when like you make dragons like like you like the bone dragon of knowledge. That dude fucking looked rad. And like all this stuff is really cool and
1: oh wait, we're actually the villains in the story. Hold on. I
0: know. Like that was amazing to me. I'm like, okay, we're obviously doing the be- the wrong thing, but that's fine cuz you know, it's the- with the story that's being told to us and that's all really cool. But it all falls flat cuz I'm done so fast. Granted, I get to go back and bring Lark with me to everything cuz fucker Rex's face. So, I mean, that's cool. Um <laughs>
1: doesn't help the story though
0: no it doesn't help the story it just makes things even easier than they were before like because the game needed that right um, so what do you how, how did you feel about the story tell me a little about how, how your experience with the story
1: it's just like it's just everywhere like it's hard to get Like you said it's hard to get attached to any piece of the story um, because you you're constantly having you forget that there's a story there. Like you, you get like a taste of it, and then you're off doing other things. Like rarely, you'll get some parts of the story back to back, but that doesn't happen very often. And you're off running and doing shit like, um, like delivering lost letters or, like, just oh my fucking- god.
0: If I saw another diddle quest pop up, I was gonna murder myself. Oh my god. At least, at least Nicholas were quick. <laughs> Any quest with diddle took fucking forever, cause it's like go here, go there, go here, go there. It's like,
1: Christ, Diddle. Yeah. Nobody uh, cares
0: about your emo bullshit. What are you even supposed to be?
1: He's like a record player or some shit?
0: Yeah. No, I think Diddle was the monkey. No, Diddle was the record player. What was yeah, the, monkey?
1: the monkey? Fuck. You know, that's how little I cared about those characters. Oh, my God. Uh, I know he juggles. Um, I think he starts with a C. I don't know. Anyway. Um. Yeah, like, it's just the story doesn't, like, it feels like they tried hard to do a bunch of different plot lines, and it feels like the way your character is, is like, these things would happen regardless of your interaction. Like, you, like, it feels like it's just things that are playing in the background, and you're there, like, to witness it, and then you're done. Um, and, They try
0: and, I mean, if you read the dialogue real close, they try and make it seem like you're the key that that triggers all of these events, but then you start to learn that most of the events were already underway long before you showed up. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't get it. Like it didn't feel that way to me.
1: Yeah, it just it's like okay, like I felt like anybody, any competent person in that world could have shown up at an instance and they would have done the same exact thing.
0: Yeah, fucking Niccolo could fight. He could have shown up and done it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then he would have charged him like ten billion lucre, and then been like, "Oh God, I'm in debt." Oh God. He said, now, I'm run-
0: now he's running the palace, but he's not. Oh no, no <laughs> whatever. Now he's drunk, and you get to beat him up.
1: Okay, whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like it wasn't the most impactful thing.
0: Yeah, no, because I mean, and I think uh, we're the same as far as this goes. Like when stories that we find cool are impactful, like the, they trigger an emotional response. It doesn't matter what emotion it is. Like even if even if it's just making us laugh the whole time, then that's a fun story, you know. Like it doesn't have to be filled with sorrow or whatever, as long as it elicits an, an emotion. But a lot of the 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 story in this one just doesn't, because it's either because it's so disjointed or it's so fast or like I said, there's such an awesome world and it's just we get such a tiny piece of it. It makes me sad. So, um, for story, would you give it, bro?
1: I'd give it a two, maybe. Yeah, it's, generous.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm giving it a two as well because it's not the the worst story um out there, but it is below average as far as its
1: execution. It's like it's one of those things where you have to go to a wiki to try to figure out what the fuck is going on.
0: Um, Yeah, a few of the storylines. Yeah, I mean, I think I followed what was going on in the Dragon one pretty well. um, And I think I got I understood what was going on in the Jimmy one by the end. Um, but the fairy quest, I'm like, has she become a wisdom? Like, I'm not really sure what's going on now. Like, did mm. did the demon leave her? Did she? So she's sad? Is that why she disappeared? Like, I really had no idea what was going on and what that was supposed to mean. Uh, it could have been mistranslation, but I just think it was poor execution. So, okay. On to music. So, I actually think the music in this game is pretty rad. Um, it's pretty typical, but at the same time, it's good typical. Um, it's, you know, it's RPG fair, but it is it's pretty damn good. Um,
1: I don't know. I feel like Yoko Shimomura does a great job of adding, like giving character to locations with the music.
0: Yeah, but see, I think, I don't know if it's necessarily the music that does it or the visuals. I think the two work very well in concert, though. Um, I mean, you know, the, what I'm saying is like the battle theme, the boss themes are all very fast paced sort of things. Um, the, there's a lot of, um, peppy up tune stuff in a lot of the cities that are supposed to look lively, like geo and Domina. Um, and then Lumina is very, sort of like that night, um, nightclub kind of feel like it's all sort of like, you can look at each of those zones and sort of hear in your head what they should sound like. You know what I'm saying? And okay. then she executes it perfectly. Yeah. So it's not that she's ultimately being creative with the sound, but she is doing a fantastic job of matching the already sort of very lively, lush visuals that we're getting. You see what I'm saying what I mean by like typical like it's what you expect out of the zones, but I'm not saying it's flawed. Okay. Um I think it's very good. It's in a soundtrack that I would download and listen to. So um and that's pretty high praise for me because I don't really download that many OSTs, so um, it's pretty rad I mean, that's I, I, I feel like um, I've said my piece about it, like the themes are what they should be, like they none of them feel disjointed or out of place they all seem really fun and really cool, so um, it's getting a, a big old whopping five from me, I don't know about from you
1: no, I'll I give it a five
0: sweet, sweet baby Jesus
1: <laughs> like a bunch of other stuff getting fives for me just the gameplay and the story and this uh... yeah
0: no uh i'm i'm with you um as far as like now to my favorite part of this fucking game is the visuals it everything just looks so cool like i can't think of a single thing that i said well that looks dumb other than maybe the record keeper guy I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Like, it's really hard to tell what's going on there because some of the, like uh, the sprite work isn't amazing. Um, but as far as the pre-rendered stuff, like I don't know how they got like the motion on top of stuff like Gauss the, that that wis- like the tree wisdom, the stone wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like I can't tell if that's like an like an FMV projected like GIF style over something.
1: So that's or- what I thought too
0: cuz that's how it sort of plays like when you blow it up to a big screen it sort of gets that artifacting like a like a FMV sequence would um and not the choppiness that you get out of like a, a like a gif um, cuz that would have to be like a a super huge gif mm-hmm. like that would have to be a fuck ton of frames so it just looks like they've projected an FMV onto the onto the the pre-rendered background which is possible um so i mean it it all looks fucking great. Even though like some of it lost its its luster on the big but you could really see the edges on the big screen. I I, I was still just um amazed by the artistry there. It was so cool.
1: Yeah. Um and like everything has character. Like it's weird. Like you don't walk into a zone and you're like, oh another one of these zones. You're like, oh shit, okay about to get into
0: this let me put it this way when you see a creature that is literally a teapot and it starts spouting water out of itself you don't question to yourself how that works you just go no that's legit that's part of this world I'm mm-hmm. down with it you know like I don't I don't even really know how else to describe it and like the boss monsters were so cool oh my god like the um like the jewel whale thing at the end of the jumi quest. Mm-hmm. That thing looks so freaking sweet, like. And then the jewel beasts, like it wasn't until the end, and I realized there was a fucking woman in there, like because when I first saw them, like it's just a monster thing. But then you look closer, and like there's this woman in there, and she's got all these like, like fucking grafts into the jewel monster. Like, I don't know, that shit was rad. And each each zone felt very unique. Like they made each of the force zones feel like distinct force zones. Um, I don't know. I don't really have... I don't have anything negative to say about the visuals other than, you know, it just does... I mean, some of the stuff doesn't age well because that's the resolution they had to work yeah. with at the time. This is a game that I would pay $50 right now for for an HD remaster. Like, the money's on the table.
1: Okay. Like, if that's they ca- they
0: came in and, like upped all the... Vi- Imagine they upped all those visuals to uh 1080. Like, how cool would that be? It'd be
1: pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're right there they with should, me, aren't you? They should, they should touch up some of the stuff too while they're at it, but... Like, it, what, was there
0: anything you had a problem with?
1: Well, I meant like just like fixing things that, if they can and like the gameplay.
0: Oh, uh, well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I would buy it if it was just the, just the visual update. Like, I I mean, I think that's more than anything what kept me going through the game was I couldn't wait to see what the next area looked like. Okay. You know, like, there was always that exciting moment when you get the new artifact, you're like, oh, God, what is this going to make? You know, because then you get the really cool animation on the overworld map where it's like... And, like, shit's, like, forming, and then, like, um, in the Dragon Quest where the underworld, like, comes out and the freaking castle comes out of it and then it sinks back down. Like, shit, dog. Like, it was... <laughs> It was cool. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
1: way more pumped than I did about the visualization. I don't know.
0: Like, I don't know. It was the... I I don't know. Um, I'm a sucker for pre-rendered backgrounds. Like, I really love pre-rendered backgrounds. And I feel like they could have... Like, whoever... Like, art team on this just fucking handed them a winner. And then somebody in... Whoever was in coding or in design just kind of, like, didn't know what to do. Like, they were afraid... To encroach on that space too much to make sort of some of the gameplay like feel right, like some of like the per uh, like perceived depth stuff, some of like anything like that. I just felt like they were too afraid to to really try and alter anything to make it more playable because it it looks like you're playing a storybook, like it like an old fashioned like over the top storybook is how it looks like you're playing
1: definitely with the way the animations everything worked too
0: so I mean big old fucking five from me what about you
1: I'm also giving it a five
0: okay now onto our new section replayability okay um, this is where we're going to talk about would we play it again what do we think the game has to offer from playing it again and so on and so forth Um, so, I mean, obviously, new game plus, that helps with replayability. Um, the non-linear atmosphere helps with, with the new game plus, or with, with replayability. It has a lot of things going for it that would influence me to play it again.
1: Um. That's only if you want to take the time to learn the systems.
0: That's only if you want to take the time to learn the system. But, you know, we live in a time where we have such ease of access to new games, you know, it's really not hard to go get a little something new to play, you know? Um, like, if I got this game when I was a kid, and I had to wait a month or two between buying new games, because I had to save up some fucking pittance of an allowance to buy a new game, then... I probably would have played the fuck out of this game because I would have had I would have beat it and I would have been like, okay, now I can do X, Y, and Z differently. I can go fuck with each of these these knobs. Like I think there was there's so much to explore there that I would have played it a lot. Maybe not so much as say Final Fantasy Tactics or even um, some of the better narrative experiences like Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VII or anything like that i don't think it would have topped those games but i de- it would have been a go-to when i was looking for something to, to play around in
1: um, especially if you had not uh, experienced the whole storylines mm-hmm.
0: yeah because um definitely so i mean as far as replayability i'm going to give it a solid four like i mean it's 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 got a lot there to play um i i enough that I would think that the monotonous gameplay that you would get the first pass um, wouldn't necessarily detract from it but it's hard to say Um, because I'm not in the situation where I can play it again and again and again because we keep moving through these games so I mean from me from the perspective of teenage me um, I'm going to give it a 4 for replayability
1: what about you? Um, I'll give it a 3 Three. I that. give it a three because it it has the potential of you doing everything right the first time and not needing to replay it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you do replay it, um, you get a different. You, you, well, you do get a different experience. It's up to you to actually figure out exactly what the hell you did wrong the first time, and then fix it the second time. Because if you you can make the same mistakes over and over again, and there's no there's nothing in there to help you fix what you've done wrong. Um, like, as a guiding hand or anything. Okay. Um, and a lot of that has to do with like, the mecha- like the mechanics and the systems they have. Like, the, uh, the pet raising, the golem, and the tempering and the produce crap and shit like that. There's like, a lot
0: of negative effects on things, for sure. Yeah.
1: So, you can like, you can replay the game without having to touch any of that still. Like, there's nothing forcing you to do any of that like it's at the core experience you're just running through the same potentially the same quest lines over and over and over again when i think
0: about playing something a second third or even fourth time i think about the after the first or second time like i'm going to be looking for everything to do because if I'm coming back to a game a third time, that's sort of like when I would be like, "All right, we're fucking platinuming this bitch. I'm seeing everything there is to see. I'm hitting every nook and cranny." Um, so that's when I think about when I think about replayability is necessarily from my personal preference. Uh, if I'm playing a game again, I'm not necessarily out to for the core experience again. If you follow me, okay, I'm going to do things to make it harder to, to break the game, all that I'm going to do on additional playthroughs. And I feel like this game has plenty of that for me to do on additional playthroughs.
1: I'm kind of the opposite. I'm more of a core experience where like if I enjoyed a game enough to play it again, it's most likely because I enjoyed the story and I want to relive the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas this one, it's really difficult to do without a walkthrough. Well, that's fair. But if you, if you put things down in the wrong order or like, hell you go to the mana tree before you mean to then that's the end of the game like you can't you can't take that back like unless you turn the game off turn it back on and just don't go in there because that's end game you're done and, mm-hmm. it, and it forces you to start a new game plus and you're like oh god damn it okay
0: yeah i mean i guess
1: so i mean for somebody actively seeking all this extra shit to do then yeah you can replay it all you want like but then again, I think that goes against it as well because you can not necessarily have to stop playing the game and come back to it, like on a whole new experience to do all that shit. You can still have access to it the first time.
0: I think it just boils down to our different perspectives on playing a game again. You know. I guess so. I mean, that's that's fair. I think it's a reasonable, reasonable sort of standpoint. All right. So, overall experience, uh, for me. Overall, it was a good game. Like, I would I would recommend it to other people. I would say, you should play this game. It's it's cool. Um, and that's really the only word I had to, to explain, like, to say about it. Like, it's not breathtaking. It's not amazing. It's not outstanding. But it's cool. Like, it's really cool. Like, it has a flavor and attitude about it that's hard to duplicate anywhere else. If you get what I'm saying. Um, like, it, it is... It is its own thing and I don't think many other things really come close so overall experience I mean I'm going to give it a four because I mean it it's not I mean I don't want to call it average I don't want to call it run of the mill because it is cool like it's not a typical game um but it's not it's not by no means perfect and it's not something I would you know run around the street naked with it painted to my body um, so a four's fine with me. What, okay. what about you?
1: Um, I'd give it a three point five. Because while I agree with you that it's cool, it's a cool game. Like and there's a lot of aspects about it that I really do I would say love. Like I love the music, the video, the visuals and everything like that. It's not a game for everybody and it's I would say it's almost towards you have got like a, little, a niche of people that would love the fuck out of it, and then you've got other people who wouldn't take an, a second look at it. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't do that much to capture like it'll capture a lot of people's interest for time, but I feel like a lot of people will get burnt out on it pretty quick. Okay, um, and they'd stop playing. Like if you are already a dedicated RPG gamer, like you love RPGs, then you're gonna love the shit out of this game. Like there's no questions about it. But if you are, are more of a casual player. Oh, you'd be better off with something else. Okay.
0: All right, I can I can see that. I don't know. I think a casual gamer would have a good time with it if they could get around the the clunky controls in that in that sort of two D sort of um, sort of navigating space. I think if they could get around that, I think they'd have an excellent time with it. Okay. Because I mean, no matter what you do, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. Because it's not really it's only really the side quests. They get real obscure on what you're supposed to do, with the exception of maybe um, the two pearls quest, where you have to like help um, Elzu recover, and that just means you gotta like talk to him, leave your room, talk to him, leave your room, talk your, to him, and leave your. You gotta do that a bunch of times. Like that to me is a real fucking dumb thing to make somebody do in a quest. So I mean, if just doing the mainline stuff, I think they get through it fine without really having to look too much up. Fair enough. I mean, the if I can imagine the last boss put four or five spaces from home would be a bitch, but that'd be about it. Um. All right. So we've talked about the game. Now we get to go a little more, a little more sideways with it. We got a new segment. uh, We're gonna call it. Right now, we're calling it Quick Fire Questions. Uh, Right now, I've got a few questions here that me and Nick will go through real fast and real in a hurry. Now, this is what we want you to do. After we talk about our next game, we want you to send us some quick-fire questions. You can do that in a few ways. You can email it to us. You can tweet it at me, and we will put it on the show next time. Now, they're short, dumb little questions that we can answer in a sentence or a word or anything like that that we can go over real quick. Now, that being said, we still want your your big questions. Like We, oh, we would love to discuss these games with you guys. So, I mean, if you've played it or if you have... an you know, a take on it, just send it to us an email. We will talk about it on the show. Definitely. We want to hear from you guys. So Quick fire, quick fire question time. Nick,
1: favorite sporting character. Um, I'll go with Escod.
0: Escod. Oh wow. I liked uh Black Pearl. Okay. She was she was cool. She fucked shit up, dog. That was a big big bone hammer.
1: All right. Well, like I like this god because he was like your first time you see him, he's just fucking shit up. He's like he's on a war path, and then he's like a man driven by his goals. Like he went to the Underworld for ten years to train so you can defeat. But he's kind of blinded away.
0: by it too, though.
1: That's that's perfectly fine with me. I don't really care. Like, who did you pick, him or Dana? Him, of course. Like Dana, Dana, Dana felt like she was just a bump on the log. Like she was just there. I'm like I have no attachment to you at all. I have more of an attachment to Asgard.
0: Well, I could obviously see that he was wrong, so I fucking chose Dana. I'm like, you obviously don't know what you're talking about. So whatever.
1: Well, it was fine with me. I was like, you can be wrong, he's driven. Favorite zone. <laughs> uh I liked the underworld.
0: Oh yeah, the underworld was cool, wasn't it? Oh man. I really liked I really liked uh the Jumi City. Um okay. City of Jewels. Mostly because it was very different for Last Dungeon. You know, um it wasn't like this maze of cons- constant fights like you knew where to go to get the pieces and it was just a matter of finding out which pieces opened the door like i mean there was a little you know sometimes a lot of backtracking there but there you weren't there wasn't a million fights and i loved it so um jumi city coolest boss go
1: oh dude ah, uh, that's tough um like the, you mean like cool boss aesthetically or like the funnest boss? Just fight? all together. Um, every boss. I liked fighting Sarah's dragon. The white one.
0: Okay. Where you're fighting her and the dragon at the same time? Uh yeah. That one's pretty cool. I liked um the the one in the mine that had the physical damage half and the magic damage half.
1: Oh, that one sucked. It's <laughs> I liked
0: it. I think I think fights like that are cool. Like the Materia Eater and fucking not Materia eater. Fuck it. i can't think of its name in ff7 where you open the chest and like half its physical damage i like i like fights like that uh favorite weapon knives ah two-handed axe i got one option all right favorite wisdom who was your favorite wisdom
1: um probably pokil
0: oh yeah he's cool the poet mhm um oh, man dude.
1: like cuz you got the rock dude you got the old turtle you get the bird dude and you got the the sixth one fuck the flying, like, gestured-looking clown dude. Yeah. Uh, Matilda by the end of the game. Um, and then, fuck, there's two more that I don't even remember. There. Oh, the underworld guy. Uh-huh. And. Shit. Um, let me look that up. I don't know. I, <laughs> uh,
0: this one was a hard one for me because um, I really like some of the stuff around TORT. Like, the turtle guy because they're like we don't know if he's a man or a woman oh, or jungle line. the jungle okay. lion yeah like and he says some really funny shit but my favorite would probably have to be the um floating jester guy because i love jester aesthetics and when he showed up i'm like that is the most ridiculous thing i've seen in this game and that's okay. saying a lot like you play this game and you go that's the most ridiculous thing i've seen that's a high standard to hit yeah, definitely. Alright, scale from 1 to 10. How easy was this game to masturbate to? 9. Wow. I was going to give it a 4. <laughs> wow, that's amazing.
1: 9. <laughs> like, it just came out of nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> 9.
0: That's really easy. Holy shit. Like, oh really man, cool. every time Pearl did that little blushy thing, you were just right there with it, weren't you?
1: But I just meant like, I, t- I took it as like aesthetically it was nice nice to look at
0: well whatever all right uh time for uh tips and tricks man what do you got
1: for us um here's a tip don't put shit far away from your house don't wait till the last minute to put it down because the way that uh level scaling it works and i guess also well it's kind of a mixed bag because uh you get your item shops um, like weapon, uh, armor, accessories, and then mineral shops um, and stuff like that. Depending on where and when you put them down, uh, they get a point total. Um, so the longer you wait to put down a city, the more likely you, are, and the farther away you put it from your town, the more likely you are to get higher weapon, uh, higher graded weapons and armor. Uh, however, that the same applies to dungeons, where if you put down an artifact and it's far away from your home and it's been a while, uh, like you're far along in the game. Then you put it down, and then stuff will be higher level there. Um, So you can kind of control your experience that way. Like, if you Mm -hmm. put a bunch of dungeons around your home base early on, you'll get easy stuff to fight. Uh, But then you kind of screw yourself out for later when you need to have tougher, uh, you need to have had that experience and the weapons and armor and everything to take on the tougher challenges later on. Um, Then, I guess another tip would be to learn abilities and techniques. It's not depending on how often you you use them in battle. It's just how many fights you've had where they've been equipped. So, like, ending a battle with knives will give you one point to knives. And I think they go up to, like, 100. Like, there's a cap on that. But that works in tandem with abilities. So let's say you have, like, knife and, like, lunge and defend equipped. Eventually, after a couple of battles, you'll learn a skill that ties into the knives and lunge and defend. Um, And depending on which... Um, abilities you have equipped, like if you have like lunge equipped for ten battles and you have like uh something else I can't remember, equipped for ten battles, they you'll hit a threshold where you learn a new ability and you can equip that for ten battles and learn something else. And, um I guess another tip would be to look up a strategy guide if you want to temper anything, because I love it when you do that. I'm
0: like Nick uh Nick, <laughs> give me some tips and tricks. He's like, look up a strategy guide. Who am I? <laughs>
1: Like I don't Your have time to explain tempering. Shit. Like what the fuck? Because there is so much like if you if you really want to make good gear, then you definitely want to look up um like at least a description it's, of what exactly you're going to be doing.
0: It's really complicated.
1: Uh, because and there's like the way it works is there's like four um hit like a four effects on a piece of equipment at a time and when you first have a piece of equipment, they're blank. When you put an item in there, you have a chance to get what's called a card. Um like it'll be themed like it'd be like a boss card or like a mana card i don't remember exactly what it is uh but that will add up um and you potentially have four different slots with which to put cards in you'll get a positive or negative effect depending on the card like one card will give you the ability for that item to have more than 10 stat points on it so that's how you get up to 20 uh but then also make um like Uh, Like, something harder to do or some shit. I can't remember exactly, but it's a bunch of crap, and you're best off just looking that up. Same for, like, golem and monster rearing. Uh, Like, pet rearing, because, like, what you feed them, you get different stats per item, and, like, it's... If you're trying to min-max, definitely look something up. If you really don't care, then just have fun, experiment.
0: Um, except for tempering. Like, don't experiment with tempering. You will ruin your favorite weapon. (laughs) Like, don't do it. Um... And I'm telling you, like he's right, it's really complicated, and I needed to reference like three guides before I had a decent understanding of what I was doing. And at that point, I'm like, why am I even bothering? So um, I recommend trying it for sure because you can really, because I mean, I I obliterated this game with the 50 attack power weapon. I can only imagine if I could have got a 200 attack power weapon. Like, it would have been brutal.
1: So, um, yeah. Well, I've got one more tip. Uh-oh. I think. If you're in a a dungeon and you fight a monster that drops, like, 8 million fucking experience crystals, leave the screen, walk back in, and the monster will be back, and you just farm that monster for experience. Yes. Do that. A, I did that a lot. It's uh, the same if they drop a lot of coins. If you find something that drops a lot of coins, you can do the same thing.
0: Oh, also do the Wisdom of Gauss quest. Um... Early, oh, for the Forbidden Ring. That's yeah, because I definitely missed that, and I I read what it did, and I was like super mad. I was like, well,
1: well, I mean, it doesn't really matter too much because I don't. I kind of tell do the NPCs not level up with you because I had that they like, do not on the whole time.
0: They do not.
1: So you'll, so you were getting characters at like level four when you were like level twenty and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. That sucks. Well, with yeah, the cause... exception
0: of, like, as you progress, like, so, like, Luke was a high level because I didn't place the Underworld till late. But, um, like, when I had to uh, take Bud around to the Seven Wisdoms, he was getting fucked up.
1: Okay, okay. So, yeah, because I wasn't sure because I always had the Forbidden Ring equipped, and every time I got a character back in my party, they were, like, the same level as me. So
0: And my Golem was getting no experience, so he was just as useful as he was when I made him.
1: The thing that sucks about that, though, is if they pick up, the NPC picks up the crystal instead of you they get a multiplier on top so um, let's say like 6 crystals dropped you picked up 5 and you got 30 experience and they picked up one they'd get like 42 so it's kind of a weird thing but
0: yeah but they move around like mouth breathers so there's no real way to get them to pick up anything on purpose my issue
1: like I would always finish like I would kill a monster as they were killing it too so like they'd hover around the corpse I'm like no move I'm trying to get these damn crystals so we can both get experience you bastard
0: yeah, so there is that. Uh, anything
1: else for us? Um, not really. Like, if you care, you can talk. Make sure to talk to the cactus after every quest, so you can write in his journal. Otherwise, oh
0: yeah, that is so hard to get to a hundred percent because there are certain things you have to do in a certain like order. Because he disappears at a couple points, it is bullshit.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's a couple quests, namely the introduction to like per, uh, like farming the seed stuff, the weapon blacksmithing stuff, the pet stuff. Anything that's unlocks a new thing for you to do, um, that's the only time you get it. Even if you go to new game bus, you won't redo that. You'll already have it unlocked, so that's the only time to get that entry into the cactus log. If you mm-hmm. care.
0: Yep. Okay, now for my, my favorite part. Is it your favorite part? It's my favorite part.
1: Um... Depends. Depends on what the options are.
0: Alright. <laughs> so this is where we decide what we're playing next. And normally I would have brought something, Lynn would have brought something, but since he's not here and instead of and I don't want to just go, haha, we're playing this. I want to give Nick two options. And when it's my turn to pick, he will give me two options because I said so and fuck off. Um so, you gave us a keyword. You wanted something to do with dragons. Yes. Okay, so the obvious choice was Breath of Fire, so that's which why I I, which I didn't make.
1: Which is <laughs> just, I'm lacking from this list, which is, is sad.
0: <laughs> I was like, that's way too obvious. So, um, I try not to go. I try to go with the not obvious. So, your two options are Lunar, the Silver Star, and Digimon World.
1: Ugh, I was fully expecting Legend of the to be on one too. Um,
0: yeah, but that's that's a really long <laughs> game, and. Uh, Ugh. Shit.
1: Okay. Well, um, I've never played Lunar or Silver Star. I've played Eternal Blue. Okay. And then I've played. Well, I don't know, maybe I've played it because like they had remakes all the time on Game Boy Advance and mm-hmm. PSP and shit. Uh, but I don't know if they're the exact same game because the combat's different, and I'm not sure if the storyline's any different. Um, I don't remember ever playing Digimon World. So oh, it's
0: it's it's fun. It's 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 pretty fun.
1: Well, let's give that a try.
0: Digimon World, really?
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Alright. Wait, so, you think I was going to pick Luna?
0: Yeah, I actually did. But that's well, then What co- the hell did you
1: throw Digimon World on there for?
0: Because it's what I wanted to play.
1: Well, then let's play it.
0: Alright, sweet. Digimon World it is. Uh, I don't even know how long it takes to beat that game. How long... way to find out. To beat.com. That's what we do. We search that bitch. Digimon World. We're nerds and we like to play Digimon games. Main story 38 hours. Holy shit, that's long. Wow. I remember that's cool.
1: Uh, well, Lunar is 26
0: hours. <laughs> oh man, Digimon World, man, I want so many poops. It's great.
1: Oh my god. Okay, well, you're gonna be- hate it. It's gonna be so great. I'm gonna hate it, really. Yes, oh, super shit. excited. What do I do to myself? <laughs> I'm so
0: excited. All right, let's see.
1: Is it on PSN?
0: I do not think it is. I have it though. Oh, maybe it is. No, wait. No, the third one is. Let's see. I don't know. Now we're just sort of like.
1: Game Digimon All Star Rumbles on there. That's not it. Digimon World. That's the fighting game one. I remember playing that one. You can borrow my copy. It's fine. Okay. Then we need
0: to bring it into the thing. All right, this is going to be loud. Ah, oh, caught that just in time. Fucking love it. Oh, yeah, stop playing with the volume, Brent. Okay. Wow. Well, really? You like the show? Well, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Each one loves and we count, we count you for it? Jesus. Each one counts and we love you for it. Uh, you can... Send us an email at podcast at therpgshow.com. You can visit our website at therpgshow.com. There's also plenty of things there. Links to our YouTube page, Twitch channel, and forums. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. Uh, I can't really think of anything else to say. I probably will. Oh, check out our friend Retro Kel and his podcast, Is It Worth It?, part of the Retro RPG uh, podcast feed. Now, until next time, say goodbye, everybody.
1: Goodbye, everybody.